Hey, Print Hustlers, welcome back to another episode of Printavo's Print Hustlers podcast. If you haven't checked out Printavo, you'll want to take a look. It helps you organize and grow your shop. We work with so many different shops, including Lantern Inc. with Heather Searcy today. But before we jump into that, I'm Bruce from Printavo, your host. We've got our co-host, Stephen Farrig, out of Campus Inc. down in Champaign, Illinois. And our very special guest today, Heather Searcy founder of Lantern Inc. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. So let's just hop on and tell us a little bit about Lantern Inc. Well, I got started in 2011. Um, I was teaching school at the time and wasn't really happy with the time constraints with my kids. And I want to be home with them a little bit more. I'd owned a business before and was really looking for something that I could do at home. Uh, got on the internet, kind of Googled ideas, and came across screen printing. It sounded really interesting. It kind of checked a bunch of boxes for me. So I found some equipment in Austin, called my sweet husband at work, and said, hey, hun, um, can I have $5,000, and can we drive to Austin this weekend? He was like, uh, sure, okay. Um, and that's how I got started. Um, wow. So I had that manual in my garage for like three years. I know everybody's kind of started that way. So. <laughs> so Heather, what other industries did you look into? I'm very curious to know like how you ended up with screen printing. <laughs> um, I looked at different options, you know, buying a subway, having, you know, buying into another business. And I really didn't want the overhead. I didn't really at first want employees. I really wanted something I could do at home. I looked for something that was re replicatable and that people kind of needed all the time. Not quite disposable, but close. And this industry really, you know, people always want a t-shirt. They always want something new on it. So it really kind of checked all those boxes for me when I was looking for a business that would be sustainable. That's really cool. Like, I feel like a lot of people, they get into it because they're like, ah, I could just print them myself or I need to make money or like, you know, they hopped on YouTube, but like you actually kind of studied like different industries and figured this is going Absolutely. to be the most repeatable. And that's, that's pretty cool. I don't think I've heard that before. That might be a first. Uh, that's oh, probably good. how we, it's probably how we all should do it. But uh, <laughs> thinking about it before getting into it. Right. <clears throat> I think that was the last of the thinking for a while. <laughs> So you said spend more time with the kids. Did this now turn into a family business in the sense that, you know, for the first couple of years you employed them? Tell us about the early years uh, of Lantern. Absolutely. Uh, it was in our one car garage. So there were many afternoons and evenings when mom was printing and you did your homework and came out and helped mom. Um, my sweet parents came and helped. It was kind of all hands on deck for those three years we were in the garage. Um, the very years. final job. I know the final job we had, I tell people all the time, was 750 shirts. My dryer was a heat press, so we would take them off of the press, put them on the heat press, and heat press them to dry them. And my parents helped me do those 750 shirts over days. And I went to my husband and said, I'm done. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. <laughs> and he probably said, great job. Let's do it again, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I said, um, no, I need an automatic. This needs to be a real business or I'm all done and I need to find something else. And okay. luckily he started quite a few businesses. So he helped me with a business plan and incorporate, get a loan, buy my first automatic and find a real space in an industrial park to rent. 
so that was my first foray into being one of the big dogs so that was wow so 750 pieces just for anyone listening um were you was it was it two sides both sides it was it was a two color front one color back which at the time was kind of a, a task for me. Was it a dark shirt or a light shirt? It was a white shirt with black and red on the front and black on the back. So very low level, low threat, but still at that point, it felt like a pretty heavy duty print for me. I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. And when did you discover that you could have sent this to a contract printer? (laughs) A lot farther past that than should have happened. Had I done all the research I did to actually get into business, I probably would have figured out I could have subcontracted that back and I could have stayed in my garage a little longer. But I'm super thankful for every one of those steps where either I thought about it or I didn't because it got me to here. So, <laughs> yeah, there's so many things there that I, I remember starting to that we just had no idea. I mean, now looking at it back then, I, I didn't even know about trade shows. Um, absolutely really other printers and how many there were outside of the couple in champagne it was was pretty unbelievable so i i know you you bought though another shop after tell us about that transition i did so i was in my new space from 2015 until 2017 and i over time became friends with the um, shop manager of another print shop that was actually in the same building complex that i was in and she was looking for some work after hours. And we got to be friends and found out that that business owner lived out of state and was wanting to sell their business. Um, so again, my sweet husband stepped in and negotiated that deal for me and we purchased that business. Um, and I love that story because I love that I could jump ahead with the 10 years of knowledge and experience that those people had that I didn't have to spend 10 more years printing. Um, wow. so that was great. We got two automatics. So I brought mine in and now we have three. I had um, seven employees at that point. I have 10 now. So yeah, it's an amazing jump we got to make in 2017. Wow. 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 So did the business like double, triple in size? Did it more like consolidate customer lists? Like what was the advantage for you to buy another shop out? Part of it was the experience. And at that point, I was maxed out with the one employee I had and dragging my poor children in whenever I could get them uh, wrangled in to help me. Um, But it doubled our business because the man that we bought the business from subs back all his work. So we still to this day do all of his printing for him, which was kind of a win-win. His customer never knew the difference because the same people that were printing while he owned it were the same people printing after the fact. Um, so it was a great transition. Wow. You had a really quick, fast growth cycle then here, right? Because I mean, sure the garage was three years, but purchasing this business, that's a big leap with it people was, and team It was and a big leap. I, I mean, how was that? What was that like? Pretty intimidating still. Sometimes <laughs> day to day it can be as well, but it was very intimidating to go from one employee who was a high school kid to then I had, you know, seven people. But I will say um, my print shop manager, the one that was here before Ginger, is a godsend. Um, she is definitely the leader of this shop. She keeps it running like a well-oiled machine. So um, that was huge for me because that experience I didn't have. So I could lean on her on a daily basis. 
So let's, uh, let's talk about that. Like having an, having just an incredible employee at your shop. I feel like every shop has that all-star, right? What does she do? What is she, and and it it liberates you, right? But what is that, what does she do on a day-to-day basis that, that is like so critical to you that you wouldn't ever want to lose her or kind of makes her irreplaceable? Ginger, if you're listening to this, you're an (laughs) all-star. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Honestly, the list would be easier to say, what does she not do? Because she does everything. If I were to step out and leave to go away for a week or a day or a month, the place would keep running. Um, She continues to kind of innovate and we're constantly making little bitty changes and she's on board with that. The whole team is really amazing. Um, But definitely Ginger and our core group, we have um, all women who run the office. So my stepdaughter, Brooke, is our office manager. Um, and so that there's just a camaraderie with us. And we're all interchangeable and everybody kind of knows what to do. But each one of them just keeps this place going. So I don't ever worry. That's a great feeling. That's, that's it, such like a blessing. Really of, of, yeah. I wish I could say the same all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything you would have done differently with that transition uh, or like prep differently now that you went through that uh, of buying and kind of leveling up Lantern Inc? I think probably the one thing I might say that I still don't have great to this point is we don't have any kind of training systems in place because we were so small. The way they always did it was each member that did their job trained kind of the next person and we don't have that in writing that's something we're working on right now and I wish I would have done that the day I walked in but you know how things are you walk in you hit the ground running and it's just bananas in this business so you do it when you can get to it and we're finally making that a priority interesting interesting and so when when we talk about like employee onboarding it's something definitely when I have a new employee that first week you're like babysitting them right Bruce, like even not babysitting, but like you want to make that first experience amazing and it takes a lot of time and you have to get it right. Like Bruce, what do you guys do for first week at Printavo? I know it's pretty intense, right? We, well, the first day you don't do anything in regards to your role. We actually take them to a shop and spend a half day, like learning how to screen print, um, just everything from how Printavo integrates with it, but also the process of making a shirt, uh, you know, burning a screen, mixing all that stuff all the way to the very end and shipping it, counting goods in, all that stuff. Cause I think, you know, if you're coding or if you're on customer care, like you need to know how a person thinks in a shop and why this is important and so on. So I think ours, our onboarding is good. We did spend about two days and locked ourselves in a room and just documented as much as possible and recorded videos of every software tool and everything like that. But I think being fully remote now that we didn't renew our, our uh, office lease was made me realize where the holes are. And now we got to go back and, and do more. I, I really want to redo it on Trainual, to be honest. That's what, yeah, new. that's what we're on. I was writing that one down. It's good, (laughs) Stephen. You, I mean, you use it a lot, right, with the students? Yeah. Well, we're onboarding students every day, and so we and we're redoing our curriculum too, and um, like module-based learning, basically. You know, there are. I was talking to Monty Mims at Sanmar, 
and he was telling me about the training that um, the Sanmar reps get from Bella Canvas. And it's like a whole experiential day of like getting Bella certified and going through all the different, what's it called, Bruce? Oh, the There's a name for program? Or food yeah. Program. Yeah. I remember what it stands for, but. Just the amount of training they do, like after that three or four hours of boot camp, they're so well equipped to sell on behalf of Bella. And it's like, I don't think we do that in our industry well enough. I mean, there are some good classes and stuff for, but it would be nice to like send your printers to camp, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Let All me know right. when somebody creates that. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk more about that one. I like it. How are you thinking about this, Heather? Like, are you just writing in a Google Doc or what's your uh, thoughts we on We have training? a new, I have a new employee in the office, Dana, um, and she actually is an old friend from working in the schools and is really great at processes. And so I have her, as she's learning, writing down every detail and kind of preparing instructions for each part. She's obviously not going to be a printer. She's not going to be coding screens, but she's, like you said, she's watching the process so she understands when she's doing things in the office and inputting things in Printavo, she knows the why. But that also helps me because she's writing those instructions, which are going to be amazing when she's finished. So that's key for me. It's such an undervalued aspect because you bring someone on, it's the last thing you think of. You're just like, oh my gosh, you know, you're already doing a couple other things. And, but, but really bringing somebody on and the right person takes so much time, but it's just the beginning of investing in them. It's an investment, just like buying a piece of equipment, really. It's just we don't always Oh, absolutely. Like well, and then just like you were talking about, over time, you kind of figure out, oh, goodness, I missed that whole lesson. Like, there's holes here and there, and you almost don't ever see them until that thing comes up. So, yeah. you know, I'm hoping starting from scratch will help as well, because I haven't been there in so long, and none of us have. We don't know what's missing, because we're it's just old hats. I think the goal would be also to take off so much of the back and forth later of questions that you get poked with, right? Because Absolutely. it's like in an ideal world, the more we invest up front means the less that we become entangled in the details later. I think Absolutely. that's the ideal world. Yeah. Well, and then working on it, not in it, which right. I find myself still doing to this day. <laughs> Every yeah. once in a while, you'll catch me printing because we're in a we're in a pinch. Heather, do you feel like COVID uh, has helped you click the reset button on your business at all, as far as rebuilding some of those SOPs and processes? Like, how were you thinking before pandemic, post pandemic? Has anything really changed in the way that you manage? Yeah, I think it changed a lot of things. I think I was just kind of going through the motions as everybody was doing. Um, and I wasn't seeing the need for that. Um, I will say I, I'm very blessed and we were open the entire time and we had work that kept us going. Um, but we did have to let people go at the beginning when nobody could be in here but my husband and I. And we literally printed by ourselves for a couple weeks before we could call back at least the people we're related to to come and help us. Um, but it just showed me places while while the two or three of us or three or four of us were working what I wasn't seeing it had been so long since I did all of the processes that I didn't really know what I didn't know 
Um, and so that helped me. I will say I did watch a lot of the other shops that had to close down and I felt so bad that we're getting to do really deep dives and that wasn't something we got to do, um, which I lament a little bit, but I'm super thankful for the business. So I can't worry about what could have been or should have been. So, but now I'm taking those lessons and trying to realize, start small, make some changes where we can right now. Yeah, you're not the first person that said that. I've heard that from a lot of people that got to hop back on press and be like, whoa, we've been doing it this way the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I printed for a week at night with my business partner and his wife. And then after um, a few too many crooked prints, they're like, Stephen, why don't, why don't you just focus go on like paying the, the <laughs> go like, and I was like, no guys, I'm here. I can help. Like, and uh, I messed up like, and they're like, Stephen, just, just, yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but that perspective, do you feel like your employees, now that you've been able to bring people back and kind of relaunch, um, do you think there's a newfound respect for the business? I feel, you know, is, is there a different employee relationship with you knowing that you've been through something like that? Has, has, has anything really changed absolutely. on that side? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think we had a great relationship with us. We act like a family. Um, we treat each other like a family good and bad. Um, but yeah, I just think we're super thankful to be here and everybody's super thankful to be here. And I feel like we're refocused, you know, over time, I'm sure that will ebb and flow just like it always does where you're kind of checking the box of on that work. But I think everybody's just so thankful to get to come to work, to get to see other people than just our family and our four walls at our house that it still feels good to be here. You know, it was interesting. The other day, I didn't have any meetings booked. Um, we kind of had an internal, what's called hackathon, where people just were able to work on any kind of project, build some new technology, just really push things forward or clean things up, anything like that. But I, I actually had a good amount of time just to think and, and sort of just like look at a wall and, and just like not, not be in the day to day, but just just think about where things are going, how to, how we want to organize, who we want to have the different roles. And it I feel like it was so helpful because it was like you said, it's so day to day. A lot of times that we didn't have time just to pause. And that really helped create this bigger roadmap, at least for the next couple of years and be able to talk to a couple more customers and like, start to figure things out and read more. And I, I got to speak to a couple of people outside the industry that are sort of nearby. And it was just, I don't know. It, it made me think of that when, when you mentioned being in such a day-to-day role. I think Absolutely. we did that at, we did that at trade shows, like trade shows, you'd go to a trade show mm-hmm. and you would bring Absolutely. a book. I would always, I'd always bring a book with me to read on the plane. And then I'd end up like, Bruce would do something stupid or fall asleep. <laughs> but at these trade shows, you're just constantly like thinking, 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 and you're comparing notes with people and okay, what do you do? And what do you do? And when you get back, there's like this firepower of like, I'm going to do, you know, one or two big things. Someone told me a couple of weeks uh, ago, you know, the owner of a company only makes a few important decisions a year that make a big impact on your business that can make a big impact. I feel like at those trade shows, you know, go to a couple of them and you make a couple big key decisions. You buy a piece of equipment, you hire a couple of key employees. And during like pandemic or, or whatever, I got a couple chances to step away, but without those times to just pause and like think about your business, you do get stuck in it and months can go by. Like, you know, I just, I thought about it. And I'm like, 
when was the last time do i even remember what happened in may it was just a blur <laughs> right for me it was april it was april, no april yeah I, it's just like <laughs> bruce what's the day that you yeah. remember last i i mean i every time i look at the calendar i'm just like holy cow this year is almost over yeah. you know you have so many ambitions and and but it's just like all these things yeah. come up of of which which is good right like if you didn't if you didn't have sales and things coming in you wouldn't have problems so it is interesting just letting i don't know it almost feels like we need to push more of a quarterly just block off your calendar and either go somewhere else out of i i was reading bill gates he he spends a week every year going to somewhere completely remote completely disconnected and just reads and thinks about his thoughts for his foundation right. for the next year. Yeah, it was it was just a really clarifying. Because especially on the weekends, right? If you have a family or there's plans, even then's not the best time. But How about yeah. Heather, like being in the shop versus uh, not being in the shop? Do you feel like you're able to work more remotely now? Or is the shop more autonomous without you there so you can get away and be more of an owner than an operator? That's an interesting question. I think I can, but I don't my husband might tell me that I'm here more than I have to be um, and that's a hard thing to let go of I know I've let go of a lot of the processes but just not being here all the time I feel like will do me some good and that's some of the things I've been trying to work on to get out of here and to have meetings with you know other businesses we're actually negotiating um, for a new, a new place, we need a little more square footage. So just doing those little things, um, that's really the kind of challenge for me that I'm trying to be better at. I took a week vacation because I was supposed to get married and do our honeymoon, but we postponed it. Still getting married. But we got away for a week and uh, my employees genuinely wanted me to get away. They're like, go enjoy your time. We won't bug you. Um, yeah. You know, and there were some people and I, like, do you feel like, I don't know, Bruce, like, I think, I think our employees like want us to be able to disconnect because I think they know we're on all the time. Yeah, I, absolutely. I'm personally trying to be very self-aware about the delegation aspect of it because, you know, for so long we've, we've, we were talking about this a little bit before, but we've been so trained to just dive in and do it. Like that's how we got here. And it, really it's just a, we have to unlearn that to be able to continue to grow and, and, or also it, it literally, it, it literally hurts us, you know, time wise, probably mentally wise, right. Of, of being just stable. I'm hoping this, uh, our part-time assistant's going to help me a little bit move in that right direction, but maybe it's just never ending though. Right. Cause, cause it's like, it feels like you, you get somebody right for the role, but just other stuff comes in. That's more important anyway. So maybe it's just more Absolutely. of being comfortable with that constant shift of being okay, moving things off and getting the right people there. Absolutely. You talk a lot about family. Uh, our last episode, we brought on Justin at uh, Barrel Maker Printing out in Chicago area, but he was talking about the family and family dynamics. How do you guys manage that, right? Because that does blur a lot of the boundaries of home work. I don't want to say spite type things, but there's and Heather, maybe you're giving happen. us maybe you're giving us some She's advice. <laughs> uh, maybe you're giving us some advice that we might need if Carson and Chrisette are listening to us. We're yeah, trying. Right. We're trying. 
Oh my goodness. Owning your own business is the most wonderful thing for me. I love it. But for my family, sometimes I don't know that they love it. There is a term my children like to use and they call me shop mommy. (laughs) Whenever I get really focused and I might get a little irritated if you can't just get on board with whatever I need you to do. It's a tough road, but I think that they also like the aspect that I can stop and start when I need to. If there's something and you need me to take a day off, I'm the boss. I get to take a day off. If you, you know, whatever it is, I I get to make those choices. And, and so that's kind of the give and take of your family being a part of the business. And that's what we've kind of done from the beginning is, you know, when they came and worked, we paid them. We didn't just have them work and, you know, sweat equity kind of thing. So they made minimal wage and they got paid. Like I said, my stepdaughter is our office manager and she is amazing. Um, She's using that degree we paid for from Alabama, Roll Tide. So that's good. Um, But yeah, it's it's a day-to-day thing for us. And we just try to get them to enjoy it and love it um, because someday it's going to be theirs, you know. So that's just it is I want them to feel a part of it because it is theirs. Do you you feel like they are going to want to take it over? Obviously, um, my daughter, Brooke, that is in the business already, I think she would love that. Um, Maybe not in the role she's in right now. I think she's very artistic, so she may, you know, script a different spot for herself in it um, if she's in charge. But, yeah, I think the others, um, some of them want in and some of them don't. I do see it continuing with the next generation for sure. That's awesome. Do you split yeah. roles in that way where everybody has their, like, you know, especially because you talk about your husband helping you a lot too. Is there, yeah. and this is very common as, is you know, you meet people in, in the space as well. Do you sort of say, okay, this is your area and this is mine, which we try to complement our strengths that way? Or, or how do you balance it? Like, for example, our, our last episode you know, Justin, Aaron, husband, wife, awesome couple, Justin drives sales and Aaron manages production. Sales is just like, we need this ASAP and production, you know, is happy to have slower days, right? So, so they, they work together right. well, but they also sort of have issues. I mean, it creates, you know, tension there. Honestly, with uh, my husband, Brian and I, he is not in the business now. He helped me in the beginning and then kind of along the way, anything corporate or worrying about contracts, any of that kind of stuff, he does step in, um, but he owns his own business. So really, yeah, he's got his time with the products group and he does situational awareness and safety. So he's got his plate full, but he definitely will step back in. Um, But he gets, you know, what it's like to own a business and the different things I'm dealing with. He was in the air force for 20, 30 years. He, you know, commanded a wing. He knows how to deal with people. So whenever I have those employee issues or just the day to day, that's my go-to. He's my rock and who I talk to about all of those different issues. Um, But as far as our kids go, um, like Brooke, we hired her and she has a specific job. She's the office manager, but as you know, in a small shop, everybody kind of does everything. So she really learned how to get in there and do everything that needs to get done except print <laughs> because I would not let them teach her how to print because just like me, you get drugged back in and I needed at least one person who could stay Smart. in the office and not not 
change her focus ever. So I have, That's really you know, smart. many times, many times the employees in the back, because we're all very close, wanted to show her how to do things. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that is not on Brooke's plate. Please do not give her anything else she has to do. So yeah. Um, that's definitely um, good for her and good for me. <laughs> yeah, it's really smart. In Texas, there's no secret. There's a lot of shops. I mean, you, you talked about yes. shopping in the same building that you're in that you oh yeah that you got close with. How how do you differentiate there and be able to grow in a market where sometimes it seems like well people are just trying to nickel and dime. I had a great mentor that talked to me when I first started doing this. Um, and he said, you know, you got to keep your toe in both industries. So we do contract printing, but we also do kind of boutique printing where, you know, mom comes and gets 20 shirts for her daughter's birthday party. Um, so depending on how the economy is doing, we can kind of flow with it. Um, and there is a print shop on every corner here up near Denton. We're in Argyle. And the key, I think, is just being the best customer service place that you can possibly be and the t-shirt is secondary or the hat is secondary. Um, and this, this other, this person that also gave me all this advice said, you know what, if you're on time, that's 90% of it. Hmm. <laughs> and he wasn't joking. I'm constantly amazed how many people have come to me and said it wasn't on time. My last printer couldn't get it to me on time. And it just, blurs me like that's the easiest thing to do is get something done on time. Does that help you in a competitive environment where you don't negotiate as much on price? Like, you know, absolutely. because, because I, your customer service is boastable. Yeah, absolutely. And I, we don't, um, we have pretty good pricing. I will say I did a bunch of research, not quite as much as you guys have. And I just saw your Printavo, um, kind of advice on that. And I was digging back in for next year because we're about to redo our pricing. Um, but we're one of the least expensive around. We're not the cheapest. We're not the most expensive, but I feel like I don't need to negotiate because at the end of the day, you know, if I'm printing 50 shirts for you and you want them super, super cheap, I can save that space for somebody that I can get a higher margin from. So why would I gum up my system for you when I've dumbed down my margins to so low I'm not making any money it just yeah. doesn't make any sense and I think our customer base pays for service now I think our our industry is starting to transition where service you know Amazon I don't even want to know the premium we pay for Amazon I don't I don't know no. I don't want to know yeah. I'm, I'm blind to it but I was listening to someone that says like, why is Amazon so good it's because it's an obsession you know it's going to work every time and you like that feeling Right. And I Absolutely. think when you get those customers that just know that you have their back and that you're going to respond to emails quickly, you're going to get them proofs quickly. The order is going to come Absolutely. out right. If there's a mistake, you're going to handle it head on. They're just like, Absolutely. you're my people. We're in the same boat. Like we don't negotiate. And when people ask for my price, I'd, I say, you know, there's 15 things that go into it. Which one do you want to start with? It is like a, a you know, there's so many different types of coffee shops. And you go to the ones you like the best and restaurants and barbershops and all that stuff. So that's really, really cool. That's, that's really, really neat. I think also one of the th key things you were talking about is just educating the customer. I think if you get them to understand what the why I had somebody question my reset up fee and trying to get them to understand if you're a contract printer and you're 
sending me your shirt so I don't get to buy them and put margins on them. Like I'm making hardly anything as it is. I'm paying my guy minimum wage. So I'm explaining to them down the line, like I pay this person, then this person, then this person, like here's the process. And some clients, you know, you can discuss that with and some you don't worry about it. But yeah, just ed knowing how to educate each customer is also key. And then they understand the value. And then the other thing you've covered, which is huge for us, is there's no mistakes. And when there are mistakes, you get 100% of whatever we got to do to fix it. There's no, I don't do spoilage. If you order 20 shirts, you get 20 shirts. If one gets messed up, you know, you get your one fixed. Even if we have to stop what we're doing the next day and reset up your job. That's awesome. Heather, we got to do... Uh, um in a year, a check back to, to when to see your pricing at your, you're at the top 10% of the shops <laughs> in the area. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, I think it's spot on. Honestly, the coffee example is the same one I personally think about all the time, right? Like coffee shops, yeah. the exact same way. You can go to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. There are lines at Starbucks. Absolutely. There are lines at the, you know, the cool local, we have this one called Phil's, which is like, they create their own little, uh, like unique twist on coffee. And it's just convenient. They have a nice app. It's easy to order and, and that's it. And, it, and yeah. it tastes good. And the people are always super nice. And yes, people absolutely pay more to keep going back. I think you're spot on, right? It's the service, which people, once they get a good experience or they had a really bad experience, then they realize what that premium is worth. And then they come around later. Heather, do you like track emails? Like obviously like emails are probably the quickest way you're interacting with your customers, maybe phone calls too, but how do you hold your team accountable to that great customer service and like answering quickly and, and being pleasant and all those things? Do they just have it or do you guys work on that? Honestly, we don't. That's probably something we could do, but because there's only three of us in the office, it's real easy for me to immediately track, you know, how fast and, you know, how well did anybody talk to a customer? And I'm also stepping in and out of that as well, because there's only two other people besides me doing sales, then I'm constantly in the mix as well. And that's something I'm trying to get out of. But as we talked about earlier, you know, it takes a while. And having to train somebody new takes my time and then stepping out of it. But yeah, I, I do think there's a need to track that at some point when we get bigger, for sure. Speed just helps add so much value. Like I found just Absolutely. speed to answer the the customer, speed to, to pick up the mm -hmm. phone, speed to get the order back out. Like speed just literally adds a good feeling of value to the order where 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 people feel that it was more important. Absolutely. We have people coming right now where there's print shops around us and their turnaround time is two or three weeks and people aren't thinking that far ahead to buy shirts. They just aren't. I mean, my average customer needs it next week, you know, or if I'm lucky the week after that. And so we're just, you know, really driving through the process of, you know, doing the artwork, getting the artwork approval, doing the quote, the quote approval and going through our process here, which, you know, I don't want to be a commercial, but, Printavo has been a game changer for us. You know, we when I bought this business, my husband researched and found Printavo, and we've had it ever since. I'm sure we use about a tenth of it, but it makes all the difference so that we're going through that process and we know we've checked all the boxes by the time it goes on press. There's no surprises. 
Um, Heather, so we yeah. so we can um, we can boost Bruce's ego a little more. What's your favorite feature on Printavo? Like, what's the one <laughs> thing that you're like, I can't live without this? Um, it changes every week, but probably just the status, all the different statuses that we can have. In a glance, I can quickly tell what my week looks like, where we're at, if we're, you know, if everyone in the front office has managed it well, or oh goodness, we have a ton of things that say, you know we are missing artwork or we're missing some part, you know, shirts haven't come in. And so just being able to look that fast and know without having to dig through any sort of paperwork is enormous. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, um, as afterwards, we'll have to get you set up with our, uh, your success manager too. There is this new feature. I have a, I have an appointment next week. Oh, you're one step <laughs> Sweet. ahead. There's this Sweet. new feature on, on quote management. I think what we found that was really interesting is that so many shops were just quoting and just leaving jobs and then moving on um, right. without any sort of follow-up. And just by following up, they're able to close and convert more quotes to invoices. And now you can see that. And it, it's uh, it's been really interesting Huge. to be able to help you know fill the cracks there. But Heather, what, yeah. what keeps you up at night now? Probably just what's the next because COVID and everything has made us all so introspective. I've been struggling with, okay, now what's my new why? Where do I want to go? You know, I talked about we're negotiating for a new spot and I'm really thinking through, is that the right move? What am I going to do with it? How am I going to make it worthwhile? How am I going to go after new customers? All of those questions, you know, are exciting and great questions. They're not super stressful, as far as I can't pay my bills, but they're just stressful in a different way. You know, the responsibility of growing the shop and, and getting everyone collectively to a higher and better place is, is something I worry about every day. Yeah, that new spot is uh, tricky. Any tips, Farag, from your crazy move? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we got to do like almost a full build out. Um, well, we had the big, we had a big open space and then we got to make it our own. We haven't rearranged where our presses are, but we've arranged everything else like every six months because I still like, I'm like, Ooh, maybe I could try this or try that. The one, the one right. tip that I had is I brought all of my ink manufacturers and, and all the, the equipment manufacturer reps in and let them help me design the shop because they've seen the best of yeah. the best and they were able to pull from like, oh, this shop does this or this shop does this or maybe you should make this room a little bit smaller or put your compressor in a quiet room because it's gonna be loud or something like that. So uh, just really leveraging, you know, you're really gonna only build it once or only design it once. So I know like Lon Winters does like workflow. He showed that at, at Print Hustlers. I think whatever cost that is, it will save you so much down the road um, to have it exactly the way really? you want it. Um, I know, um, yeah, Max, Max at family, they just built theirs and they worked on, you know, having everything to be able to like put it up high because they don't have much of a footprint. So yeah, I think there's some, there's some cool ways you can do it for sure. Yeah. And that's a biggie. Definitely. Um, we last year in, uh, 19 bought a new MNR. So I'll definitely have our MNR rep come and kind of help me walk it and figure out what's the best layout for all of the presses and dryer, et cetera. Yeah. I, I think Matt Marcotte literally gets tape um, and will tape out your shop. It's totally worth That's it. That's worthwhile. Yeah. Well, we're uh, really excited, actually. I want to be able to swing down there next ISS for a Worth show. Fingers uh, crossed 2021. I cannot we'll wait till we get to do that. <laughs>
I miss a show so much. <laughs> it's crazy. I feel like once the first one back is going to be like just a massive oh. celebration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to look like. There'll be more people at like... that one than ever. It'll be like a record. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to be like, Bruce, you've aged, you know, like we haven't seen you in now. <laughs> just kidding. Um, God. No, it'll be awesome. We're excited. Yeah. Yeah. Heather, thanks so much for joining us. This is Heather Cersei. If you guys don't follow Lanterning, check them out on Instagram. Um, whoever takes those photos is actually a very good photographer. That's Brooke. Oh, One that's awesome. Good work, Brooke. Yeah, yeah. really cool. She's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Heather. Thanks so much for having me. We'll talk to you all soon. Thank you.